0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, it's Will Friedle.
1: And Sabrina Bryan.
2: And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind.
1: You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter.
2: And the Cheetah Girls movies.
1: Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So
2: kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: The numbers told the story they always do. Swan those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game
3: with Gil Alexander on VCN.
2: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the VCN app game plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, I believe I forget, uh, neglected to give a pro tip of the first hour.
0: Yeah, we had important things to talk about. We did. I had to wait. Pro
2: tip, pro tip, pro tip. If looking to bet Aaron Rodgers' next team now, just be aware a lot of these odds are shifting based on things he said at Pebble Beach. Keep in mind the Packers still have control over his future. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on Visa across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for Visa Pro subscribers only at Visa.com, where you can sort them by sport. And by show. We get tweets at beating the book. Southern capper. My thumbs were patiently waiting to bet OKC money line before the restart. The Thunder weren't there for a show. The Lakers seemed to be finished with the game. That is interesting to say that in retrospect because LeBron's like, now let's go out and win it. But you're right. It was so clear afterwards. They did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, remember, they got it to t- I think they got it tied, and then OKC led by seven. Like a blink later.
0: I had the same thought because uh, that's what you and I were exchanging texts. We kind of had different thoughts on that. I didn't end up doing anything though. It, it's one of those games. I, I, I'm sitting here afterward, mad at myself for not hopping in live at like mm. on different things at different moments. It, it, like the over was so obvious by midway through the second quarter. Will Hill who's about to
2: join us or he said it probably more succinctly, which is or maybe the Lakers just suck, which is you I know, mean, which is right.
0: Yeah, you have to take that into account.
2: Teasers and parlays. I've been doing this wrong. I need to start making important life decisions after four days in a dark hut. Mark Geiger, in-house attorney. Rogers might uh, last the four days. The walls, floor, and ceiling will be communing with him and gently rolling him along. then the shrooms wear off and it all hits <laughs> the fan. Johnny Ringo. Winning games doesn't seem to be as important as the spotlight. Hashtag LeBron. See, why, even after he breaks the record, people got to take shots at LeBron. Yeah. Come on. Carl Neufeld. Gil, you wouldn't have to worry about it coming down to the last minute of the game and have it stopped for all the hoopla. LeBron wouldn't take the shot to decide the game. See what? Blasphemy. <laughs> people just killing him. Just set the record, man. Bruce Dobiggin. LeBron ties Gordy Howe in fourteen uh, for 14 years with the longest career as a GOAT. Just saying. Yeah, man, he's been the goat forever. Corbin, if I come to Vegas and get in on the promotional meet-and-greet with you and Kelly, the only way I'll agree to it is if we can do mushrooms in the studio, blacked <laughs> out, and doing a show in the morning. Maybe there's a reason this show isn't on Radio <laughs> Row. <laughs> You're on to us. You finally figured it out. Uh, Jesse Welch, listen, I truly respect Drew Dinsick and his opinion on the Super Bowl. Just He just made me seriously reconsider my hedge situation for the big game. Joe Nigro, uh, were there any tennis picks, and if so, should I go ham on them? Well, don't go ham. Shelby Rogers this morning. I don't know if that started. And plus money. And then later today, Mackie McDonald is a big dog against Tiafo. Um, Spiderweb Have a prop bet I've been digging into. Total punts from both teams under 7.5 and, and under total yardage from punts under 340. I have many reasons for playing it, but curious to you and Kelly's thought. Great show, and damn, we should have won that tennis play yesterday. Yeah, we should have.
0: I have no thoughts on the punt prop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I think that if you were listening to Drew, he would probably agree with you on those. I, you know, it, it's a if you're getting a more up tempo game, at least from you know Drew's mind, right? You're gonna get you're gonna get the scoring from the Chiefs. He thinks it's more uh, higher variable what could happen with with the Chiefs or, or with the Eagles side of it as far as scoring. But yeah, I, I I guess I would I would definitely lean under on those two. No bet for me. Though.
2: William Hilliam joins us, ladies and gentlemen, at not the Will Hill, Visa Contributor, looking good as always. How you doing, man? Yo, what's going
4: on? Radio Row looks suspiciously like your <laughs> studio at the South Point. Is that a replica? How um,
0: do they do that? Yeah, just we might still be here. We huh? wanted to make it look as as homely as possible. That's right. Yeah.
2: We're that's right. We're actually on the 18th green <laughs> over at Waste Management, but we just decided to keep it homely right here. Yeah, how you doing, man? You good? Were you involved in LeBron's thing yesterday? Did you have a bet?
4: No, I just bet OKC because, like you said, the Lakers are terrible. I think I mean we we, everyone spent so much time who who should they trade these picks for? You know, Beasley of Utah. This team is not one player away. I know Kyrie would have made them really good. That would have been a tremendous offensive team. They're just not very good. And. You know, it's funny with the situation last night. I think if the Lakers came back to win, I think we play the results either way. Like I the Lakers too. came back to win. Everyone would have too. said, oh, LeBron carried them to a victory. Yep. You know, it was a storybook ending. And then if they lose, it's because they're distracted. It's like, they're just not very good. OKC, by the way, that's a fun team to watch. They're athletic. They're young. They got picks coming. Oh, that kid, Joe hits every, everything,
2: three. man. And
4: Philly gave him away. He's, they waived him. He's got a three year, $6 million contract in a league where threes are gold, man. That, that guy's a good player.
2: By the way, is the best. I was given LeBron stats earlier. Like, you know, he's, he's just shy of a, of a career, 40,000, 10,000, 10,000, triple double. He has been to more NBA finals than all, but three franchises in the NBA Lakers, Celtics wow. warriors. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. That guy, one dude, amazing. 19-time All-Star, of course, on top of everything. Um, all right, Super Bowl 57. Let's start there. What have you bet? What are you betting? Well, I mean, I listened to Drew
4: earlier, so I guess I have to go out and b- borrow some money to bet more on the Chiefs. <laughs> I like the Chiefs. But my goodness.
2: That was I mean, very passion speech, yes.
4: Yeah, it's like back in school, you had to write the persuasive papers, man. He did a hell of a job uh, You know, talking up KC. I like the Chiefs. I think I like the over more... Just because I think the Chiefs are always going to get their 30 or so points, I do think Philly's going to move the ball. I don't love this Chiefs defense. Casey's really bad in the red zone. Uh, if you look at Philly, you know their quarterbacks they faced. I mean, they gave up 34 to Dak. They gave up 33 to Aaron Rodgers. The rest of their quarterbacks, it's a lot of Heineke, Wentz, Daniel Jones on their schedule. The uh, Davis Mills, they really haven't been tested. So I, I think both teams will get their points. The only thing that makes me nervous a little bit about the over is Super Bowls tend to be you know, low scoring early on. There's a feeling out process. It's the Super Bowl. Everybody's nervous. The players, the coaches, the people that clean the hotel rooms are nervous. So uh, I, I would probably bet the over. But you know, if you want to wait and see a drive or two and then bet it, uh, I can understand that
2: as well. Have you bet any props?
4: Oh, I got a bunch of props, bunch of props under Elliott uh, points. I just don't think they're going to. You know, kick field goals, I think they'll go for it. Uh, Philly will, if they get in the red zone. KC's going to score, so having to keep up with case KC, uh, KC, I think, um, you know, you're probably not going to kick field goals. You'll probably go for it. So under Elliott points, I took Mahomes over passing yards, and I have Kelsey over uh, catches, six and a half.
2: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like everybody, well, everybody who's, who's who has conviction on the Chiefs are also making big Kelsey bets. Uh, That's how you should bet. You should bet correlated props to your uh, game conviction. Um, I've got the two-plus touchdowns at plus 475, even though he's only scored multiple touchdowns in two games this year. Just because I, I don't think it doesn't matter. Mahomes will find that guy. So I'm I'm all about the at uh, any bullish Kelsey uh, props.
0: I don't even have the strongest Chiefs conviction. I think it's still a good game. Yeah, guy. I, I just I, I mean, as far as healthy options that he has out there, we know how much he trusts the guy. I, I think he's gonna have so many targets in this game. Uh, it, it could easily get there.
4: I think the Mahomes rushing prop is a little low too. nineteen and a half, twenty and a half with Oof. two weeks to get that ankle. I mean, that's a break class, a break glass in case of emergency like situation. It's the Super Bowl. everything's on the line. All it takes is two or three scampers. Now again, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, you have to worry about the kneel downs at the end, which is of course an issue, but uh, that nineteen and a half, twenty and a half seems a little low. he He runs more than that. So that would be one I'd look at too.
0: I've gotten close to pulling the trigger on that as well. i, I I'm with you, will. I think it's I mean, it's the last game of the year, right? No matter how banged up he might be, I don't care. I think if he sees a window to run, it's to go pick up a first down that's seven yards away. He's taken off.
2: And it couldn't possibly happen two times where he breaks it and then <laughs> and then kneels to, How many yards did he lose the last time doing that? Because with Sam
4: Fran, he he had to like have lost 20, twenty yards.
2: He lost he lost double digit yards because it wasn't just two kneel downs. There was one where he just backed up and backed up, right?
0: Yeah, he did like the, yeah, the yeah. couple trot back
2: and then kneel. Oh, down. That's brutal. That can't possibly happen twice, can it? No, of course not. Um, all right, NBA tonight. What do you got? I
4: played over two thirty-nine. Kings Rockets. I don't get this line. These teams have played three times. <laughs> Let's go. Twice it's gone in the two fifties, and the other night it was two sixty. And I don't know if you saw Silas's speech at the end of the game uh, Monday night. It was sort of an awkward press conference thing where he's, you know, uh, killing his team, but it wasn't that impassioned. It was strange, but. Neither team plays any defense. So I'll go over 239 there, and then I uh, I played a few college games. I played Florida plus 10. I think there's some 10 and a halfs out there in a couple books, and I played Vandy plus 10 and a half. Look, I know it's wide open. Everyone says it's wide open. Tennessee's not winning. Rick Barnes is not winning a championship. That offense is awful. So laying 10 and a half with Tennessee on the road, I will take Vandy plus the points. And probably my favorite play of the night in college is West Virginia minus three and a half against Iowa State. West Virginia's home. I just don't know that Iowa State's game travels. First of all, they're coming off a huge win against Kansas. And Iowa State turns the ball over a lot. They foul a lot. Remember, they blew that big lead against Texas Tech uh, Monday night last week. It's, it's They have the profile of a team that can blow leads when you foul a lot and you turn the ball over a lot. So uh, I really like West Virginia. I think they'll apply pressure at home uh, defensively. and I, I That's probably my favorite play of the night, West Virginia.
2: Good college basketball night. Um was it you who sent me the Rick Barnes tweet? Somebody, forgive me for not knowing who yeah. did this, but what was the comparison about Rick Barnes?
4: I sent it to you. I'm trying to think of what it was. It was something funny, though. It, was, yeah. it But look, he... He's not gonna. I mean, it's just it's every year. It might have been related to the fact that he had Durant and a couple more pros and couldn't get out of the Sweet 16. It had I mean, something to really... do with.
2: It had something to do with December, all the the hope. January it sort of starts yes. to get extinguished. Yes. <laughs> March, yeah. But it was a great was a great comparison anyway. I botched that because I can't remember what specifically the uh, the joke was. But yes, that's the Rick Barnes experience on it. By the way, uh, in game betting, uh, Todd Wishnev, who's going to join us on the Megapod, of course. Uh, he was murdering it last night, it like eight and one on these in-game bets in college basketball. It really is, uh, if you can, if you can really harness pace, and foul situation. We always drive this home when Wishnev is here. Um, it is really night to night, and it's a grind because not always going to go your way. But night to night, it's it's one of the more civilized way to bet on sports. That's for sure amazing
4: yeah you're relying on a lot of teenagers to hit free throws and you're winning and losing by a half a point a lot of times but it is uh it is a good
2: method to he does a great job with it
4: will uh plug it what do you got uh twitch.tv slash goalboys network Goal Boys discord appreciate it Gil. see you guys
2: you had a great write-up on uh, why you thought okc might win that game outright last night as a matter of fact on uh on his twitch thank you will appreciate it at not see you guys at not the will hill that's with two e's on the v on twitter we'll come back Waste management. Kelly's got golf thoughts. Rufus Peabody as well. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Esports Betting Network.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. The big
2: game means big coverage from v starting with the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, will have pregame insights you don't want to miss. Special editions of Follow the Money with Paulie Howard and Mitch Moss. A numbers game with me, Gil Alexander. We tackle last-second line moves on the game and dive deeper into props. And legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger will tell you how he's betting the big game on Countdown to Kickoff. Big Game Sunday starts 10 a.m. Eastern right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You looking forward to that? Kelly Sunday, we're here. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Where Let's is every, where's everybody? It's like everybody's out of town or something.
0: I was like, what do you mean? We're all back here. I
2: don't know. seems kind of empty around here. Uh, This was the, uh, this was the Rick Barnes thing. This comes from Bob Lupton. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Bob Lupton said from a friend, he got this from a friend. He goes, Rick Barnes is like the flu starts in November, comes on strong in December, Peaks in January and is gone by March. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's very good.
2: Funniest, most apt description I've ever heard of a sports coach. Said. <laughs> it's very, very. That true. feels
0: like one of those though that you could use, you could use for him, and then like save on, to, save that for five yeah. years from now to use for, recycle for another coach. <laughs> that's great. Uh, all right, it is
2: maybe the most enjoyable golf tournament of the entire calendar. I know there's the Masters, and that's a beautiful thing in and of itself. Uh, All the majors, but there is nothing as raucous Mm -hmm. in golf as the Waste Management Phoenix Open, where fans are encouraged—imagine golf tournament—to go crazy and go crazy they do. And God forbid you have a hole in one, because there will be uh, alcohol spritzed everywhere
0: at the Coliseum, 16, the stadium hole.
2: It's it's crazy. It's that's worth the trip to Phoenix alone, quite frankly. Yep. And Matt Brown will be hanging out there, I'm sure.
0: Yep, Matt will be uh, Matt will be at the golf tournament. Yep.
2: Yep. Okay, so you held back last week at, at the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. You're like, I don't like this so much. The field is kind of fakakta. I yeah. believe that was the word you used, fakakta. Exactly, yeah. Um, Brendan almost got it done. Almost no. uh, Another second-place finish for you? Yep.
0: Well, up to two already this year, Gil. <laughs> I
2: was like, Wes Reynolds hits hits outrights so like you hit second-place finishes.
0: I, we're recording long shots <laughs> yesterday, and Matt, like, sets me up to, to yeah. like, you know— to, I, I don't know, to congratulate Wes, and I'm like, this is always an awkward feeling as a better, right? We're like, of course I'm happy for Wes, yeah. but you could be pissed at the same time that you lost a bet. Yeah, you're you know all trying I mean? to win. So it was uh, it was just funny. I'm like, yeah, I mean, great for you, Wes, but I kind of w- wish Justin Rose shanked three of those into the ocean at the yeah. end. Yeah,
2: uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. You are going heavy on this, though.
0: Yeah, I am. I will definitely have more money tied up in this than the Super Bowl. We kind of mentioned that yesterday. I can tell you today, as of today, I definitely do already. And uh, thanks to some of the Las Vegas sportsbooks out there, they still don't have all their all their numbers posted for oh, this. Sure. So I still have more bets to make on this, Gil. What a surprise. Um, the the biggest thing to keep in mind with this tournament this year is that this is one of these new designated events by the PGA Tour, which means more money, and the stars have to play. So this is uh, the biggest purse you're, you've ever seen here. Twenty million dollars is what's up for grabs. Three point six to the winner. Six to the so winner. So we have surpassed what major payouts have been wow. in years past. So yes, Gil, what, and what this is
2: this is where I say you can knock, live all you want. Yep. But They sure proved their point, didn't they? Yep.
0: No, they absolutely did. They absolutely did with that side of it, Gil. And this is, you're now talking, for me, this is, it's getting up there with, these are kind of major level events, right? There There is the downside of this. The downside is what we had last week. Pebble Beach, beautiful golf course, nobody's there. And it's a Monday finish. You had people withdrawing from it on Sunday so they could get to Phoenix to try to qualify for this event. There's a whole lot of ups and downs, but, okay, great field. You have every eligible player in the top 25 world golf rankings in attendance except for Will Zalatoris. He is skipping this event. I believe these guys are allowed to skip one of these designated events um, for, the sele- for the select few uh, from the tour that are in them. Uh, again, that $20 million, if we're looking at the course real quick, 100, 136 players in this field top 65 and ties make the cut we are back to a single golf course regular four rounds there will be a cut on friday this will go into sunday into super bowl sunday It usually is that nice lead-in right into the super bowl par 71 we've got tpc scottsdale so take out a par five got an extra p- uh, par four as far as the top of the odds board here it's loaded John Rom seven to one, Rory McIlroy plus eight fifty, Scotty Scheffler twelve to one, Xander Shoffley, fourteen to one, Tony Finau sixteen to one, Morikawa sixteen to one, Cantley eight to one. On and on and on to a point where you got guys like Justin Thomas that are in the twenties. Uh, this field's incredible. Uh, this I love this course. I love handicapping this event. This course is a test of. It's not maybe not the toughest course that they're going to play all year, Gil. But it's a test in every aspect of golf. It, it's it, it, if you're a long off the tee, it benefits you. But it doesn't. It's not the only thing that matters. Of course, approach always matters. Of course, putting always matters. Around the green, play matters here a bit. Every part of the game is going to matter at TPC Scottsdale. That's why you see some of the best in the world win this event. Thirteen of the last uh, 15 winners. uh, had finished 11th or higher previously in this event. 11 of the last 14 have ranked in the top 55 of the World Golf Rankings. Um, And 13 of the last 14 winners ranked inside uh, top 55 in total driving. Some of the trends going in. Total driving takes both length and accuracy, so that was something I was focusing on big time this week, Um, as well as guys that just had past success at this tournament. So if we go over to my betting card, as far as outrights that I fired on, uh, I don't love this number. Was hoping for it to get a little bit longer, but I took 16 to one on Xander Shoffley. This guy has played this tournament incredibly well in the past, uh, and has great recent form coming into this event. He's a guy I expect, I expect to do ex- exceptionally well this week. It was a little tough for me to get on 16 to one on him, Gil, with how stacked this field is, but I still like it. Um, he is. Second in the field strokes gained over the past five years has finished T3, T2, T16, T10, and T17 over the past five years. Top seven in every model that I ran. Uh, Justin Thomas next on my next on my card twenty five to one. How is he 20, 25 is twenty? Isn't
2: isn't 20. he an auto play at that number? Yes. No matter the tournament.
0: Yo, j- glad you jumped in with that because yes, he is not. He didn't spike in my models for recent form and stuff like that. But he has great course history here. Plays this tournament incredibly well. Uh, another guy last last five finishes t eight t thirteen t three solo third. Where his last four finishes. At this tournament. So, yes, I saw a two in front of his name, and I said, I'm probably going to be betting that mm-hmm. guy. So, 25 to 1, Justin Thomas. Max Homa. We Leaflet. talked about.
2: Sorry, Leaflet.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So sure. <laughs> we talked sure. about this on uh, Long Shots a bit yesterday, and check it out. Obviously, Matt Brown, West Reynolds, on there. Both those guys have outrights the past two weeks. So I guess I'm up. But Ma- Matt and I talked about this. Max Homa has become a world class player. The rate at which he is winning now, the- I don't care that the last time out he won. A lot of a lot of handicappers look at that. I'm not going to bet this guy who just won last time. I don't care about that. This guy is up there with just about everybody else in this field now. And at 28-1, to 1, it's a bet on for me. It's a, yeah. This is another event that he has played well at, too.
2: That does become an immediate throwout, to use the horse racing uh, handicapping term, for, for golf bettors. So you, oh, you won last week? You're not winning totally. this week.
0: Yeah. And I get it, because this is one of those events, Gil, where you're almost looking for excuses not to play some of these guys, right? Like... Cameron Young, like, he was up there in a bunch of my modeling. But I'm like, well, he was over in the Middle East playing last week, so let me just cross him off my list. And it's you're one like, of and his name is Cam, and I hate Cam. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate Cam. You're,
2: you're also the first person that I have not seen bet Colin Morikawa in this
0: tournament. Yeah, I haven't. Well, you know, maybe, uh, you know, that might be a little bias on my end, too, from him burning me, uh, you know, earlier in the season. But, uh, I mean, look, I am not, I will stand by what I said after that tournament. I will not be betting it outright on that guy until I see him win again. Um, I don't know how much that Rom come from behind is going to stick stick in his mind. However, I know Wes and Matt are both on him uh, for this event. He makes a lot of sense here. Uh, his game, I, I, I don't have any problem with anybody with anybody betting him, but he's a pass for me this week. The one long shot I do like Corey Connors, 77 to one. It's one of the few guys I have a Masters pick in for already too. I think his game fits really well here. I finished 12th and 18th in Hawaii earlier in the year. Mixed results at this course over the years, but it's a long number on a guy whose game fits pretty well here. And then I have top fives on on all my outrights. I don't include those because I always add top five, but then played uh, except for Corey Connors. All I did was top 10 with him and then a top 40 with him. Top 20s on JT, Homa, and Sung J M, who I do really like here as well. Um, and then top 40 Corey Connor, Siwoo Kim, JT Post and Hayden Buckley. That JT Post in top 40 is my largest bet of the tournament and might be my largest bet of the weekend, I don't know.
2: <laughs> would you say that would you say that you cannot quit Sung JM and Siwoo Kim? Like they, uh, to they, a degree. They always appear to be high in your model. They
0: they are a, they are great ball strikers and that is that is Matt and I have discussed this a bunch with some of the approach statistics can Throw off our models a little too much, and they those are guys that have great approach stats, so they're always gonna they're always gonna kind of uh move to the top of our models a little bit more. Uh, but Sung Jae's got he's got good he's got great experience at this course, great results in the past. I know a lot of people are betting him outright this week. I don't mind that bet either. I think it's a good one.
2: And West was on the show yesterday, said he's gonna have some more. He's gonna have some Tom Kim,
0: Tom Kim, and I know he's on Sung Jae as well. Out
2: he's right on Sung Jae as well. Long shots. Uh, weekly golf podcast. Maybe you guys do it two times a week now? Yeah, twice a week. Monday twice nights a week.
0: and Tuesday nights.
2: VEASAN.com slash podcast where you get all of our podcasts, including Hardwood Handicappers as well. The other one, Kelly's all with JVT. Oh, and Beating the Book. A little something called Beating the Book. We'll do the Megapod after the show. Rufus Peabody joins us next. Prop week in the NFL. Super Bowl.
3: A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of Sports Betters, reveals what's in his upcoming tell all book in a one hour special Thursday here on Vison the Sports Betting Network. Brent Musburger sat down with Walters this week to discuss his life growing up in Kentucky, his move out to Vegas, how he rose to fame as Vegas' most feared sports better, his relationship with golfer Phil Mickelson, which we got into last segment, his time in prison, and much more. Go to vison.com for a sneak peek, including. Walters is lean for Sunday's Super Bowl, and tune in for the full interview, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, tomorrow, right here at VEASAN. And again, Billy Walters, again, for those who are unfamiliar, I mean, imagine being a giant in an industry in more ways than one. First, he was, in terms of handicapping with the computer group, that's really that one side, and it's not even the biggest sort of skill set. The bigger skill set became the global network of outs which he was which he established as well so on both sides of things and again and i'll quote roxy again uh, who had a, probably more interaction with him over the years than anybody is he the greatest handicapper of all time maybe is he the greatest sports better of all time unquestionably looking forward to that interview tomorrow uh... maybe one of the maybe the most famous american sports better of his generation well i don't know how he would receive that kind of intro uh, is with us right now, kind enough to join us in studio. He's doing a double header with us, oh, doing the Megabot shit. afterwards. It's Rufus Peabody with a mustache, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, man?
3: Uh, I'm doing well, Gil. I'm tired, but it's that time of year. How'd you like that uh, intro? Do you appreciate that intro? Is that a correct intro? I, I, I would say it's a very incorrect intro, but it's very flattering.
0: <laughs> Intros for, always for, work well when they have a question mark at the end of it. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> you, like, Do you like that intro? Maybe the greatest. Maybe.
2: Of <laughs> you old enough to grow that mustache? Looks good on you.
3: Appreciate it. Why? Why not? Why? Everybody needs a Super Bowl disguise. <laughs> it's, it's your, did you wake up one morning? And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna grow a Joe Fortinball mustache and see how this goes. No, so, so I was trimming up, and you know, sometimes when you're shaving, there's intermediate <laughs> stages of shaving. Look what they got you. Oh God, we're, <laughs> this is awful. The mustache cam. <laughs> there game. are intermediate stages of shaving. Yeah. Where you're like, ooh, what if I just left it like this? Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, looks good on you. Um, let's talk about this week specifically, because you did come, whether whether you're the more famous, most famous of, of this generation's betters or not, you did come to fame. We talked about this a little last the last time you were on, but I want to sort of reiterate this. This was the week Washington Post did a, a story on you years ago. Um, you know that old rag. Right, the Washington- by the way, I just wanna yeah. say
3: that wasn't because of any talent I had or anything like that. It was because I had approached the author about Peddling the Massey Peabody ratings earlier in the year, ah. he knew I was a professional sports better. As a result of that, and he wanted to do a story on a professional sports better betting the Super Bowl. Okay, That's so fair. I just want to say luck was very heavily involved. Involved, but that you so you made your
2: hay Super Bowl when Super Bowl props used to come out, and it was a defined. The Westgate is releasing them at this time on Thursday night, and you were in line. You had run your models, you had identified edges. And last time you were here, we talked about how that has changed over time. How has it changed over time?
3: Well, the Westgate is no longer the be-all end-all of Super Bowl prop openers. They are kind of late to the party in a way. Now it's led by DraftKings, FanDuel, other US operators that are coming out on Monday. And so it's more, it's more of the pageantry in my opinion. And I know that's, it's not really pageantry, <laughs> but it's, I don't know, for a sports Pageant better, it kind tree. of is. Yes. There's yeah there's the tr- annual tradition of it. Mm-hmm. And the Westgate still does book opinions. They'll put a number that's off market and say, this is what we think it should be, knowing very well that maybe William Hill's at a different number or the DraftKings is at a different number. So you got
2: to respect that. Yeah. yeah. So do you, so instead of, so here's the thing. If it's opening up at DraftKings, we don't have to get into information you want to give, but are, are you going around the country yourself? Are you, are you t- like, here, let's just let's limit it to Vegas. If the Westgate is opening at, at, you know, a defined time, but, like, William Hill is a more nebulous open, they kind of roll out, because it's the formulaic props mm-hmm. first, and then they get a little more creative. Are you constantly looking to see... Like, how many times are you updating Apple? Oh, they don't have them up yet. Oh, they do have them up yet. Like, wh- how does that week work for you?
3: In the past, that's what i had been doing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because we've all had Constantly those Constantly checking. Chair.
3: Yeah. This year, not so much. This year, I decided to take a more relaxed approach to it.
2: We, so, yeah, and so, which means, because you alluded to this last time, some of, the, some of the better value is actually before the game itself now.
3: Yes. And so, I kind of made the conscious decision to say, I'm not going to try to get every little every off opening number the gravy we used to call it you know a book hangs minus four and a half or plus four and a half instead of minus four and a half on a cross prop actually frank b was mentioned this mm-hmm. yesterday Yep, um something like that um a book has 72 and a half rushing yards for someone when everybody else is at 65 and a half things like that I'm i'm not getting those i'm not getting the insane value but When I look at my portfolio at the end of the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, getting these off-market opening numbers is such a small percentage of it anyway that it really isn't worth the extra investment and effort that goes into it and the stress of of trying to be first everywhere.
2: Small percentage of it because you are limited in a way that
3: you aren't later? Yeah, because you can only bet the openers once. Right. 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 $1,000, Thousand dollars get back get to the back of the line. Well, well, at Westgate it's two thousand gets to the back. Yeah. But, but even if you're, let's say, I'm at the South Point right when they open, right when they release their openers, I'm going to be betting a thousand or two thousand a pop, whatever they'll take, and I'm going to bet through all the really, really good value. But it's I'm not going to get down that much money on it.
2: Um, Chrissy, but, Chrissy Andrews, who runs the South Point uh, sports book here, was on with me as he is every Monday, and he was saying, you know, two guys basically moved a lot of our props. And I asked him, I go, because he won't reveal who it is. And I said, does one of them rhyme with shmoof his shmee body? And he wouldn't reveal it. Um, but I'm guessing you might have been one of them.
3: Right. I came down and bet some props, but I did it. I wasn't, I didn't get the openers. You just did it based on your your numbers. Based on my numbers, yeah. And and props that I thought would move or, or essentially wouldn't be getting better closer to game time.
2: So... With the first, so, the f- okay, go ahead. I was
3: gonna say, for example, like I bet, I actually bet on a lot of yeses. Like I, I laid prices on both teams to score over two and a half touchdowns. Individual bets, not together. I, I did actually bet no on Mahomes like touchdown pass in the first quarter, and Mahomes no touchdown pass in the third quarter. Kind of random esoteric props like that, that are based on my projection, but also knowing the distribution of these things
2: and you the, the Mahomes one is interesting because you don't know the result of the coin flip and who's deferring and right. who's receiving. So that's the that's the sort of fly in that ointment, isn't it?
3: Well, I bet the no on both the first and the third quarter. So I assume they're going to they're they're not going to get the kickoff in one of those quarters.
2: Oh, you did in both, I see. Uh, okay, got gotcha. you. So so it sort but,
3: of But my number on those like the 50% chance of getting the kickoff is baked into that.
2: What else did you bet that you're willing to talk about?
3: Uh, like, as I said, nothing that I really I remember, to be honest. I'd have to actually look at my <laughs> let, sheet. Let me ask you something specific. I can pull it up, though. Yeah,
2: please do. This, so the, the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, so January of 2017, February of 2017, pardon me, um, the game where the the score in the middle of the game, 28-3 to 3 Falcons, is more famous than the actual final score. I was back there with Chrissy and Vinny for the second half of that game. And at one point after it was 28 to three, remember the Patriots scored. And then I want to say Gostkowski missed an extra point. And so it was 28 to nine. And Chrissy all of a sudden went into what, what appeared to him or what seemed to him like an eternity in real time. It was only like 10 to 15 minutes where he had to sweat this, but you had bet the Patriots final outcome being nine points and he would be in it for six figures. Do you have any of those specific bets this year?
3: I do remember that one well, and we finally hit one of those with the Rams Patriots. Yeah, I.
2: How much did that pay off? The Rams ending on three.
3: I don't. I don't remember. I think Zach yeah. White got to it first, and, and Zach White always gets to it first. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Uh,
3: you have some of those this year? For sure. Not not a lot of them. Okay.
2: The, after the Rams
3: Patriots Super Bowl. Books realized that hey, maybe it's possible that a team that a team doesn't score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. or it kind of it, it put a scare in them because the there was a chance at one point that no touchdown was scored at all by either team. Right, and so I will say I did bet the Chiefs to not score or to have zero points at two hundred to one odds this year. Yeah,
2: Chiefs to score zero points. Yeah, two hundred to one.
3: Yeah, I mean. It's a small edge, right. but I kind of just enjoy those bets. An
2: edge is an edge, right? Like, value. I love the
3: index props. Yeah, those are my D-Gen props.
2: And it's like, all—it's also one of these things too with with Super Bowls, and I, I think this applied to your Rams getting on three. Just because something happen, hasn't happened before, does not mean it is likely not to happen.
3: Well, think about the the prop bet: Will there be a scoregami? Literally, a scoregami is the definition of something that hasn't happened hasn't yet. Happened, literally, yes. So if you modeled that just with. A regression or something you'd be like oh zero percent chance
2: well i used to say that about the triple crown in horse racing remember it was like 37 years where no horse won a triple crown but there was all these close calls and people are like well it hasn't happened it's like, it can't happen again and there'd be all these great odds about horses uh winning a triple crown more simplified version of that uh we'll coax some other wagers out of rufus what has he bet thus far and perhaps what is he waiting on betting on come closer to game time. Super Bowl 57 with Rufus Peabody in studio. Doubleheader with the Megapod this morning on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: A numbers game on Vset the sports betting network.
2: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciated. Mark Geiger, in-house attorney Numbers Game. At Price Horse. Problem for Billy Walters was no attorney would let Phil testify without immunity from prosecution. There still is a little old thing called the Fifth Amendment, and any first-year law student can tell you that you can't let a client self-incriminate. Well, Mark, you are correct. That was what uh, Phil uh, Mickelson's attorneys said they would do, take the fifth on everything. Phil Weiss, MJ would have won that game last night. That's what I said earlier, Phil. That's the difference. (laughs) That's the difference. No way the Bulls are losing that game last night. Easy pickings, too. Billy Walters had the most extensive network of outs he might still. And I said that as well. He said Spanky seems to be the current Billy Walters in that regard. Rick Ollier. We love our guy Spanky. Rick Olier. Guys, I've been driving around in circles around Hoover Dam looking for the wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing <laughs> tube men. Are you here yet? I'm starving. <laughs> We're not there yet, yeah. Rick.
0: Look for the look for the row of dead transistor ra- uh, radios. that will lead you right into the desert. We're Again, right. why is it so quiet around here? It seems like everybody
2: left or gone went somewhere. Rich PSM or Rich Pism. Uh, feel safe on us. Feel the same on the Chiefs, except does it matter if Hertz's shoulder is much better? Talking about Drew Dinsick's segment earlier. Um, this is from also from Rich. He says, guys, why would Phil's testimony get Walters off? Still committed the crime. Rich, I'm actually with you. I have that same thought. But that's why we should tune in to the interview, uh, Brent and Billy, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, see if they get into that. Um, and this is from uh, AJ Fiore at AJ. He says, Gil, you sounded like uh, Al, Al Cervic from Caddyshack when talking to Rufus about his stash. This is the worst-looking mustache I've ever seen. Looks good on you, though. Great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Rufus Peabody, kind enough to join us. Uh, he, he's doing a doubleheader, for God's sakes, with me, and I have to bust on his mustache. Someone uh, texted in, uh, our buddy Bill 80, texted in. He goes, I thought Warren Sharp was on the show for a second. Oh, God. <laughs> That's great. Um, before we get back to football, waste management. You, the other thing you're most known for besides betting Super Bowl props is probably golf betting. What do you think about this? What have you bet?
3: A lot of things. But I love John Rom. I feel Rahm. like a broken record saying that, although there was a kind of a, uh, a time when the market caught up a little bit. But I love him this week. What'd you get him at? I got him anywhere from 8 to 1 to 850. Well, plus 800, plus 850.
2: You said where you bet it, they moved it to what?
3: I bet it at plus 825 at Circa, I think yesterday morning. They moved it to plus 625. (laughs) It's now plus 595. (laughs) But this is kind of crazy. I don't know. I, I wouldn't book a number of this or anything, but I make the number plus 570. That's what my sims spit out.
2: Really? In that field?
3: I, again, I'm probably a little bit high here, yeah. but Rom has everything going for him. He's a local. He went to Arizona State, he lives in Arizona. He's got great course history there, and it's a great course fit for, for his game. Driving is really important, and that's he's all around the best driver in the world if you're looking at both distance and accuracy. Would you like to share
2: another outright that you bet? Maybe?
3: Um, I can let's see what's I probably bet this. It looks really good. Bo Hostler, two hundred and fifty to one at DraftKings. Bo Hostler, there Kelly,
0: two fifty. He was in the action last week.
3: He was, yeah. I had a Bo Hostler outright last week too. You can, you can keep going, Rufus. I don't have to prompt you on each of these. Um, I like Keith Mitchell.
0: Keith, you, yeah, but he was right down, uh, down the wire last week at Penn. I mean,
3: I make him fifty-nine to one. There are seventy to ones out there. A rogue eighty to one here or there.
0: He was, one of, he was one of the guys that was up there in my numbers, too. I, I, I ended up staying away from him, but that's where I was telling you, Gil. I was almost looking for reasons to cross off some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And that one was, well, he was playing Monday uh, at Pebble, so I, I'm not going to play him. Which, so back to Super
2: Bowl 57
3: here for a second. Do you
2: have a play on the game itself, on the side or total?
3: No, I don't. Nothing? I have some futures bets pending, but. On the? On the Chiefs and the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Not not big ones. These were placed during the playoffs at different points.
2: What what prop are you? This is a weird way to say it. The most proud of, but what? Which one are you like feeling good about right now?
3: Which prop am I feeling good about?
2: Come on, you like some better than others. Yeah, I'm gonna shake it out of you, Rufus. What (laughs) do you got? I don't know which. just okay. give, give us a couple. Just okay. go for free. Just riff on them.
3: I actually like uh, I like under on sacks. Four, under for under five and a half for the game.
2: Oh, total but game.
3: I actually think that the this is this is going to sound off market a little bit, but I, I don't believe that the Eagles are going to get more sacks than the Chiefs. You do not believe no. that the Eagles will get more sacks than the Chiefs.
2: You bet that accordingly in some way.
3: Not yet really. Okay. Not I think that really. I think the eagle sacks are going to I mean I I'm hoping to get down a big position on under stacks and it's going to it's going to happen over the course of, you know, days so, leading up to the Super so Bowl. So that's
2: what I'm interested in also. The the ones you haven't made but you are still looking forward to making because
3: That's almost everything.
2: Almost everything. Is but is it primarily stuff that you're going to bet under on in general though? Yes. Because, because the way that the public is wired, yes. they're just going to bet overs on everything.
3: Right. They like betting on things to happen.
2: And that wasn't the case as as now that we have more states legalized, we didn't have any prior to May of 2018. But is that a function of, because you didn't used to come in here four years ago and say that was your primary strategy, right? Is that a function just because we have tens and tens more million people betting into this stuff and it's just that easy at this point to know that that's the behavior and you've got to exploit that behavior?
3: I think it's also maybe a function of just the fact that openers aren't as good anymore also.
2: Hmm. Openers aren't as good. Let's define that. Meaning you don't have as big of an edge
3: anymore. Correct. The books know what they're doing more because you have DraftKings, FanDuel, et cetera, booking most of these props every single week. Yeah. You know, they're booking, will this team have a scoreless quarter, yeah. things like that. Will there be a roughing the pass or penalty called?
2: I'm when sure when it used to be just the domain of this game.
3: Right, exactly. If you're only booking something once a year, you don't really get that feedback, and you don't learn as a book what's mispriced and what isn't. And so if you're booking these things every week, you get that feedback, and you learn pretty quickly how to price things.
2: I don't want to make your head explode, but do you delve into any of the cross-sport stuff at all?
3: Personally not. I'll, I'll see if one of my partners will will get into it but it's a lot of work
2: I guess I shouldn't ask about the anthem then
3: definitely
0: not uh, yeah. crossword ones are always tough to me too I, I don't know it's I'm gonna look at some of the golf related ones Rufus like I don't know if, if you've looked at any of those I just haven't had the time yet right It's once you go through all the looking at all the Super Bowl props and then golf handicapping then you got to go and compare two different things that're happening on two wildly different events. When Stop. do you, when I mean, do you
2: make your first? Oh, go ahead.
3: Some of them are just. I mean, if it's like somebody's round four score against receiving yards, it's literally like okay, the it's going to be between sixty-seven and seventy-two or something right. like that, right?
2: But that should play. If you're, I mean, you're a golf better, that should play right, and you should be able to but determine those at a glance.
3: My golf handicapping doesn't really matter at all for that. Whether I'm getting sixty-eight, whether it's sixty-eight receiving yards or seventy receiving yards, isn't that big a difference. When
2: do you make your first bets into next season? Futures markets,
3: um, August maybe.
2: Don't even care about it now. Too no. much free agents. Anything before free agency not interesting. Well, it's either. just
3: that I'm I tie up money for a full year. Yeah, and I I've nothing against people doing that, but that's just not the way I've approached things.
2: What is the What is the thing you bet on that we would be most surprised that you bet on? On the Super Bowl. Okay, let's take on the Super or just Bowl. Just in then, general. Let's I... do both on the Super Bowl and then in general, since you walked into it.
3: On the Super Bowl? Okay. I bet that there would be nine-plus touchdowns scored. (laughs) I love this. Ten-to-one odds. Ten-to-one odds, nine-plus touchdowns. So I actually have some alternates that I have some. Most of my bets now are actually on things to happen and the game to be exciting. Now, such a small fraction of my bets are down that by game time, it's going to be skewed very, very much the other way.
2: Nine-plus touchdowns at ten-to-one. I like it.
3: What about beyond? I also bet three touchdowns at
2: like twelve to one. I think so. Three touchdowns, exactly. Exactly three. So the other side of the, uh, the spectrum, if well, you will. Know. Well,
3: most likely it's going to be yeah. between four and eight.
2: Yes. What about so beyond football and golf? What, what would be the most surprising thing to us that you bet on regularly?
3: I mean, I basically just bet golf, college basketball, and NFL. College basketball is your new thing. Rough Night Yesterday, you're telling
2: me. We don't have to get into that.
3: Yeah, I mean, no. we were due for one. Yeah, it happens. Your good luck charm wasn't in town for you. Right. Are you ready to do this all over again on the Megapod? Let's do it. All right. Roof speed
2: body. Um Good luck with all those bets. Hope you cash on, on, on uh, some of those, if not all of those. Come and join us. Megapod, we'll have it posted later today. Todd Wishnev, Jeff Parlay, Rufus Peabody, and I. Super Bowl Megapod Props Edition, our final football one of the year. It's next. Lombardi Line from Phoenix with Patrick Maher next. Enjoy from Visa.